freelancer looking to connect with others from the community? Welcome back to the Freelance Creative Exchange. I'm your producer, Raven, and it has been a minute since we run our main show. Back in August, our inflation rate hit a 13-year high at 5.1%. But inflation is not limited to just Singapore. We see this trend repeated in the US, Europe, and all over the world. We are concerned about how increasing cost of living impacts creative freelancers. Over the next few weeks, we'll be speaking to creators and financial experts about how current living conditions are affecting their work and practice. More importantly, what can we do to manage our finances in this challenging time? Today, we are speaking to Garrett, engineer by training turned photographer. He's also the Deputy General Secretary of Visual Audio Creative Content Professionals Association of Singapore, also known as VICPA. Hi, Garrett. Welcome to our show. Hi, Raven. Thanks for having me. Are you personally affected by inflation at this moment? I think every one of us are facing it one way or another. I mean, it's, it's as easy as going down to your regular subtypong, you know. Mm. You don't pay that $3.50 anymore. You, I think now it's trending towards $4.50. Like my wife, I mean, sometimes my wife will buy food for me so that she starts complaining to me that the prices have increased. Uh, the other thing that's considered interesting is just like I think about a month or two back, I was buying milk from my grocery store and it used to cost five ninety five for a pack of two, uh, two cartons. But the last time I went, uh, it went up to $6.10. Then just recently, I think two weeks back, I bought the same two cartons of milk. Uh, it was at six twenty. So I was just you know lamenting to the shop owner that wow, this milk also moving up in prices very fast. Uh. So I guess, I guess uh, it is actually quite clear that it's hitting us fast and hard, mm. even from the very most basic of things like just buying milk itself. Interesting you mentioned about milk because I also noticed the price. And I also noticed like, because I have a giant supermarket near my home, right? And they have their home home brands, right? The meadow. Yep. Everybody is sweeping to meadow. Like all the meadow milk is like all gone because it's like one ninety five per pack compared to the rest. Yeah. Everyone's like, yeah, it's all out. Can't even get those. Uh, yeah, that's really interesting. And you know it's a Singaporean podcast because everybody talks about Thai fund prices. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's why I brought that up. <laughs> Just last week, I mm. went to eat my favorite store, which is the roasted meat store. So I mm. usually will order like roast duck and char siu. So that usually costs four fifty. Last week when I ordered, it was at $5 or $5.50. I can't remember. But I remember it was an increase in price. But that was not what I noticed, I noticed that the amount of meat that they gave was significantly lesser. <laughs> so which is like, it's a double whammy in the sense that you're being charged mm. more and you're given less. We have faced inflation throughout our careers, right? Just that this time, the price increases across the board. Like you really cannot escape it. It's not yeah. It's not in the past like, oh, some food stores go out in price and I'll just go to another one. Or some of the apps and uh, services we are using or raw materials we are using, I mean, increase in price we just switch but when everything's across the board i think yep. it's probably time to relook at our businesses as well yep. so would you say that your business is affected by the inflation i would say in terms of raw materials our line of business don't really have much mm. raw materials to say but on a daily basis for example um moving to our worksite taking grab is a is a clear example i have found that recently the cat fares or the private hire fares are a lot higher as compared to, of course, pre-COVID and then immediately when we start to open up, the fares are significantly higher. That's one thing. And also it's harder to get transport these days. 
I hardly take public transport for a job, mainly because mm. uh, I have to lug around my equipment. But these days, I have to really evaluate and see whether is it worthwhile to spend thirty dollars to get from MBS to my home, which is in Tampines, which usually costs me fifteen dollars. It was just this last Friday where I was trying to get home from MBS. The surge was at thirty dollars. Granted, it's a Friday evening and it's six ish. Is considered peak hour, but thirty dollars is not something that I think I would shell out just to get home. Yes, I'm tired, but it's still fairly early, so I decided to take the train instead. Times like this really forces me to evaluate the money I'm spending. Whether is it really worth the cost that I'm paying out? Have you seen your customers like asking for a discount more or things like that? Currently, fortunately, I haven't experienced it yet.、Hmm. But I mean, if I do experience it, if my clients do ask me for discount, I will definitely ask them why. Some of them actually ask for the sake of asking, just because we are in the media sector where it's very commonly asked.、Uh, secondly, is also、uh, need to understand what the reasoning is. It because they did not factor in inflation or factor the the the, the cost increase, therefore they have overshot their budget. Then we, of course, we look at overall programming whether we can shorten the hours or shorten the deliverables so that we can still fit in the budget. If not, then more often than not, sometimes we can say, okay, now this is a once-off. Then,、uh, I mean, the next one, let's factor that in for subsequent one. Yeah. So thankfully, I haven't had to face that yet. But these are the possible、mm-hmm. scenarios that I would actually approach it. It's always good to find out from the customer's side, right? Like why and see how we can work. To me, I always see it's like a, a working relationship, right? I would say we are partners in trying to make、mm. your event work or, or or to get you what you want, rather than a client、mm. vendor kind of relationship. I like、yeah. to see that see it that way because it takes two hands to clap. I mean, if I want to be a client vendor relationship, then it will be strictly you tell me what to do, I just deliver. There's no thinking process for me, and you don't really need a photographer. You just need a camera operator, which is go there, press button, that's it. And I'm sure that's not what the clients want. I think it's also something very、really、good to think about in terms of a、uh, relationship and see how we can work together. I do understand that certain budgets are probably set way in advance, and they probably、yes. did not factor. Like they probably factor like they may be increasing cost, but not、right. not the、That's、inflation、right. rate of like I mean the August rates has just been released, and it's like five point one. It's like June is really four point four, and it's like thirteen year high, and then we see July is like four point eight. Yes, the truth is the clients need to understand that inflation、mm. doesn't stop at their level. Inflation、mm. inflation also hits us as service providers. Uh, the media side. They do have to understand that it doesn't just stop at the purchaser, the the service buyer side. So everyone is facing it, and everyone is facing increasing costs. We are basically getting le- lesser for the amount, the same amount of dollars. Rightfully, we should also increase the cost accordingly. But of course, like、uh, what we have previously di- discussed, then、um, it really depends on. It comes out of the discussion with the client on what's what's going on and how can we then give and take and reach the same common target. I also understand that you are the deputy general secretary of Bigpa. So, have you been speaking to the other freelancers or from the community on the ground? What are they, what are their thoughts on inflation? We do have some sensing on the ground. I mean,、mm. some of them are saying that the the, the few things I brought up as well. I mean,、uh, other than the typhoon, but it's more on the <laughs> transport.、Mm. Um, the I mean, some of the things you bring up, like、uh, clients asking for discounts, things like that. We are still looking into it and see how we can come up with measures or something that we can help members. With the business operation cost increasing, right? Would you consider an increase in your packages as well? Like, uh, if we increase our prices, we we are a bit worried that you know they will not be supported by our clients or customers. For me, I'm holding back as long as I can. 
I mean, yeah. trying to find other ways. I'm trying to look at, you know, how I can slash courses in other ways. For example, transport, right? Maybe plan my meetings more efficiently and you know, and things like that. But yeah. I think to a certain extent, you, there's only so much you can absorb, right? Do you think that yes. you see yourself having to increase your prices or, um, or modify the services that you're offering to your clients? I would say modifying the services is a bit tough because mm. most of them still want the same deliverables. I am definitely moving my prices slowly upwards. Definitely will have to increase it somehow. I mean, a good practice is to have increased your cost slightly year on year basis, if not mm. every two or three years kind of thing. Yeah. If you have not been increasing your prices for the last 10 years, then you, you'll probably have to <laughs> really look hard at the price that you're charging and see whether... Mm are you still getting the same amount of dollar value as 10 years ago? I guess probably it's a good time to talk more about Vigpa, right? What exactly is Vigpa about? One thing at a time, so targeting younger creatives who do not mm. have network, uh, I have a solution for you, join Vigpa. We are a community and what we do is we, we strive to work together towards a, a, a common goal, which is to make sure that everyone is level up in terms of professionalism. We come together and we brainstorm on ways to tackle problems. If you have a problem, come to us and then we try to sort it out for you or we point you towards the correct outlet. We basically connect you to the right people to solve your problems. Yeah, that's what we try to do. Media, I guess creatives are pretty lonely people. I mean, most of us actually work in silo. Most mm. of us, other than, of course, you're talking about big production teams, uh, but even the big production teams, you don't see the same people in every production. You somehow change working with different bosses, different gaffers, different groups. You don't exactly behave like an office worker where every day, day in, day out, see the same colleagues. So that builds rapport with your colleagues. Creative can be very lonely. Having a community is definitely helpful. At least you have somebody to listen to other than your friends. I mean, your friends might not understand your predicament. They might not appreciate it and might not be able to point you to a place where you can, uh, they can solve your problems. I know there are like a few different types of creative associations in Singapore. Like there yeah. are different organizations, the different needs. And I also understand that um, there is really like a photographer association. There's also an association for videographers. There's an association for producers. And there are just quite a few out there, right? So what makes uh, Vipak different from the rest? I would say that, uh, of course, the individual creative verticals have their own uh, association. What we're trying to do mm -hmm. is run to, we want to band together everyone. Because I believe that there's value in coming together. No matter how you look at it, I think it doesn't just affect one particular. It doesn't just affect videographers. It doesn't just affect photographers because we are all under one umbrella. If you look at ministry, maybe you're looking at IMDA. Sometimes you, you can even look at National Arts Council yeah, or MCCY in general. So I would say it's better for us to come together. One, I would say there's a lot more chances of collaboration. If we put everyone under one house, then at least it's easier for us to talk to each other. Two, I would say, is supporting each other. If there are requirements that we need thick voices of the Bureau of Oversight, we don't need to go to the association and then just talk to that one single association and hear what they have to say, then after that go to another association. So if we band together, we get a diverse opinion and we also get collective opinion. We come together stronger instead of, let's say, 100 members in five verticals, five times 100. We come together as one single 500. It's way much easier for us to actually talk to, for example, ministries. They will take us a bit more seriously than if versus 500 versus 100. It's a big difference in numbers. Most of the time, they will ask you. So they might not ask you directly, but they will probably ask you, what makes you think you are the one that's representing the industry? And numbers do count. Yeah, they look at the numbers, you like 100. They were like, are you sure you're representing the majority? 
by bending everyone together, we basically look like we are trying to do things together. We want to be unified. What we are trying to do is we try to be a bit more forward thinking. I mean, there's the, this craze or phase about uh, metaverse and the, the yes. web-free things. So we are always looking for opportunities to tech, uh, fuse the tech with creative services, probably the use of 3D printing into, into whatever that we can do. These are what we plan to and have been putting in place some of the uh, talk in the near future mm-hmm. and providing training to try and future-proof their services. What about uh, networking as well? Like, are you guys looking at ways to bring people together a bit more? We, mm. we had our very first networking session recently, just last month, I think. Mm. And it was quite successful. I think we had over 100 participants. Mm. Uh, it was a projected act. Pretty good. And we had some really good speakers that came down to share their experiences. And there was good networking among the members and non-members. We actually encouraged non-members to come as well so that can, they can network with our members or even with some of our speakers so that they know what they don't know. Because some of them mm. actually, they only know their field. So I say, yeah. if I, I only know photography. I don't know about the filmmaking world. So that's mm-hmm. why I can talk about filmmaking. Uh, talk to these people who, who are in the filmmaking world. And say, hey, actually, my skills can maybe transfer across to the filmmaking side. And maybe that expands my works. Other than just doing photography, I can actually do filmmaking. That's something that's highly encouraged. That's one of the things, of course, definitely what we are encouraging everyone to come down for. We are trying to build a community. And that's mm-hmm. one of the ways that we are trying to do it. Other than the many, many talks that we organize, like copyright, the legal primers, things that you face on the daily business, accounting 101, things like that. Good for, and it's free, free to attend, not free to join. Membership is actually very cheap, but that's besides the point, but free to attend, just to up your knowledge and to know how to handle all these day-to-day business issues. What is the makeup of Vipa? Like how many members do you have so far and what industries are they generally from? I think there's also like a, a bit of a mystery when it comes to Vipa. <laughs> Some people don't not sure like, is it just for photographers or is it like for other, you know, industry or, or events or is it for other like, you know, creative fields as well? Yeah. Okay, I don't really have the breakdown of numbers <laughs> of hand, mm. but I think we have about 200 members, photographers, videographers, the content creators, which is like some sort of like influencers and you have uh, people in the production side, your cafes, grips, your sound guys as well. Yeah, so the, uh, these are the people that pretty much make up our members. I think it's also interesting that the the people you mentioned, right, are actually also not really covered by the other, I think, organizations as well, right? Because I haven't heard of any like organization for gaffers and grids, but they are so important in the industry. And also, like, I remember when the COVID first happened, right, a lot of us from the events and even some aspects of the production side, right, especially if you don't really work for productions, like traditional production, like TV or or movie, you're kind of a bit left out in a sense. You don't, you don't have no home in, in that sense, right? If you're doing like digital content of an influencer, right? So I guess that in a way, there is actually a gap in our industry in that sense, uh, I feel. Yes, mm. that is true. That's where we are coming in to try and fill the gaps. Huh? I mean, there's mm. definitely overlaps in terms of um, associations or organizations that represent this group, but there are still people falling through the gaps, lah, falling through the cracks. For a group that's only formed last year, right? You made a lot of leaps and bounds, right? Within that year, helping to push for the introduction of the Copyright Act and things like that. So what are your plans for the next five years? I would say in a nutshell, we are still going to do what we're going to do. Mm. We think the membership numbers is definitely top of priority because without numbers, like I say, it's very hard for us to do things. It's kind of like a chicken and egg. People will start to say, hey, what can you do for me before I join? But mm. if you don't join, it's hard for us to do things for you because we can't push things through. We can't help to push policies through. We can't be seen as important because not enough people. 
that's one. Membership definitely has to move in the next five years. We want to up the professionalism across all the verticals, and we want to try and future-proof the work that we do. Provide education, at least, to see what's the next big thing like. Today, maybe NFT. Who knows, five years down the road, maybe something else. We are always trying to keep up with the current trends and try to help our members to keep up with the current trends. I would say next five years, these are some of the things <laughs> that I think we will be doing. You mentioned a lot about professionalism, right? But what does it really entail? Because I know in in the States, right, there is like unions and stuff. And so to be a union member, you need to fulfill certain criteria, right? And pay union fees, right? So how does it work in the Singapore context? What are your vision for professionalizing the industry? I would say our vision is to become like the B-safe mark. What's the, what's the shop? There's a case trust. Yeah. Okay. So I would say it's not so much of level of delivery, but the hmm. standard of delivery. It, it doesn't matter where your, your, uh, your photos are good or bad because that's relative, but you must have a minimum benchmark in order to meet the standards. For example, every business should have professional liability. So this is something that is not so subjective. Instead of saying, oh, your work, you don't meet the criteria because it doesn't look as good as the other one. So the other one can come join as a member, you cannot. So we all look at something that's very baseline. Uh, everyone must be a registered business, for example. That translates to a lot more important things like how to handle your money, how to trace your money. Everyone should have their accounts properly done. Submit accounts, for example, should have uh, at the very minimum uh, your personal accident plan, for example, for example, things mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, so I would say that would be how we're going to move towards the professionalism side of things. I think that's probably a more fairer way to look at it, right? Because creative is very subjective, but yeah, we can all have professional business practices, you know, yeah. and we all should have proper insurance, business indemnity, everything. In a way, it's like kind of part and parcel of doing a business. It- is yes. yeah, because it actually affects not just yourself but the industry as a whole and Singapore as a whole because if you don't have the right insurance in place you don't plan your retirement properly for example mm. you will end up becoming a liability to the society exactly if you are looking to buy a house especially if you are young <laughs> there's a bit of a challenge if you don't have like proper accounting right like how are you going to afford your HDB flat or yeah. get a bank loan if you don't have proper accounting as well yep. There's always a question, right? I like to ask all my guests to get them thinking as well. Now you've been in this industry for so long. You've been working for so long. What would you have told your younger self? What would I have told my younger self? Uh? I would tell my younger self to invest more mm. and be careful of COVID. Because COVID really <laughs> hit me hard. Yeah, that was, I think a lot of critics can, can vouch for that. Yeah. Critics really hit us very, very, very hard. So, mm. I mean, if I were to tell my my younger self, I would say, uh, beware of COVID. It's going to come. So, put <laughs> stash your money in a biscuit tin. Yeah. <laughs> Things like that. Yeah. But otherwise, yeah. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't change mm. my decision to move from engineer, being an engineer to a photographer. Yeah. Some very uh, wise advice about uh, COVID. <laughs> we, every, we all wish we have a crystal ball and we know in advance this yeah, is happening and, and everybody like start uh, hiding our money under the base no, no kidding like you know making better financial decisions for money right yep. as well on, on a side note right can I also ask like how you cope through COVID and come out hopefully come out stronger for it I guess it's also very good to, for people to learn <laughs> I mean you learn right like how do you dare from there to here yeah okay COVID, mm. I mean, COVID is mm. definitely one of the toughest, if not the toughest period in my whole journey as a, in my career, I would say. Mm. 
Um, I mean, you start to see the drop in jobs, you start to see your income drop to almost nothing. It's worrying. I mean, it, it, it was very worrying at the start. The start wasn't that bad. I mean, everyone thought it was just a common flu. That's mm. when the lockdown happened. That was when, you know, she just got serious. That's the period where I started evaluating my finances and thinking, how long more can I sustain or should I sustain? A year passed. I mean, during the lockdown, it's always, I always say like, mm, am I, let's see six months. Six months later, then you start to think, I start to think, mm, maybe give it another three months. So it, it's, <laughs> It's, it's the struggle where you have built your career from scratch. You built this baby, this business from scratch, and then you have reached a certain point where you know it's going somewhere. But now, because of COVID, you need to relook and think whether should I be throwing the power or should I be going for a full-time job now? Because I've had help or had offers given to me, but it's quite hard to let go. It's quite hard to let go. So there was always this struggle of three months later should be better, lah, should be better. Three months later, then you, mm, let, let's see the next three months. Thankfully or not thankfully, the three months, three months came to where I am now, where things have resumed to somewhat normal and uh, things are picking up again. Definitely over the past two years, uh, there's really a lot of burning of my savings and get by, I just find a part-time job. And, and, and getting a part-time job is not just about the money. It's also about the mental state of things. Being too free, nothing to do. I mean, there's only that much I can experiment. I was experimenting on different shoots during COVID where I had nothing much to do. So I was doing shooting different random things at home. The mental state of things, I had to go out and get a part-time job to, to at least keep my sanity. Mm. Yeah. I mean, at least there's still some form of interaction with people. Yeah. COVID is a very, very challenging time for creators. And there's all, a lot of us have made a lot of difficult decisions. And I also, I can totally relate to the part of like, you know, re-evaluating every three months, right? Uh, will it get better? Will it get worse? And you're like stuck in this limbo state, right? You don't know how to move. Yeah. And like, you know, yeah, like, should I go back to full-time or should I, you know, and it's hard. And But I think for those who are like kind of, I don't know, blind faith. I don't know why you call it. We just hold on. And now things are hopefully looking better. But then it, now it's a double whammy. It's like inflation. And we're like, okay, how is, how is this going to work it in? But at the same time, you know, we all have survived uh, COVID. So hopefully we're all more equipped to handle what's going to come out ahead. Because I think inflation and I guess pandemic is going to be always be like there on the top of mind, right? You, it's more yeah. like, you know, you guys, you just have to prepare yourself for it through the way you do your business or the way also you prepare yourself, like, you know, in finan- financially and, and stuff as well. Yeah. Yep. And, and with that note, we would like to thank Garrick for sharing your expertise and experience and telling us more about Vicpa as well. So Garrick, where can we find you on social media? And also how can our listeners join Vicpa as well? Well, strangely, mm. I, I don't really post much on my socials, but you can find me on Instagram. Uh, okay. It's Garrick Bay Shoot. So it's my name, G-A-R-I-C-K-B-A-Y-S-H-O-O-T-S. So that's my handle. Uh, Facebook, you can find me on Facebook, Garrick Bay. Uh, I hardly post. I'm not a very social person. <laughs> yeah. I'm quite lazy to post on socials. So Vicpa is uh, affiliated to NTUC. And if you are not an NTUC member, when you join Vicpa, you automatically be an NTUC member. Mm. But if you are already an NTUC member, uh, just drop us an email and then we'll just transfer your membership to be part under Vicpa. Vicpa has a registry of creatives where we put our members list up so that people can find you on the registry and probably get you to do some of their work. Yeah, this is one way that we are trying to help our members get uh, job opportunities as well. Also, do you have any upcoming projects that you want to talk about personally or for Vicpa either way? 
no big projects for now. Personally? Yeah. Personally, yeah. No, mm. I just want to get through this quarter. I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's supposed to be busy. So, I mean, it's this quarter, I would say it's a benchmark of what's going to happen next year. So, mm. uh, I've been telling my friends that if we can see very good recovery in this last quarter, because usually our last quarter constitutes a large part of our income, which means it, if, if the last quarter is going to be good, next year is going to be great. That would mean that people, companies, and everyone is getting confidence to actually run events and not having much worries about the previous day of things. Definitely. As a fellow creative, I'm also gearing up for the end of the year and hopefully it, it uh, speaks well for the year ahead. So, if you like Freelance Creative Exchange, please let us know by doing all the things that podcasts ask you to do. Follow our show, rate, review, check out our socials, tell your friend about our show, share your views with us, you know, if you have any questions, drop a message, DM us. That's all for now and we'll be back soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you.